0: hi guys hope everyone's well and welcome back to the improvement podcast so in this episode i'm going to touch on 10 tips for fat loss that aren't just eating a calorie deficit so although to lose weight you need to be in a calorie deficit you need to be eating less calories than you're burning giving someone that advice and that advice only is not really great because that means you need to purely rely on willpower to kind of maintain that if that makes sense and it means when they move away from tracking they've not got any practices or habits or structure in place that will help them unconsciously eat less calories and yes you will need to require willpower to to lose weight regardless if you have all the tips and tricks tricks in place at some point it's going to get difficult if you're losing a decent amount of weight at some point you'll potentially struggle and that's where kind of these habits come into place it will make it a bit easier to do so there'll always be some sort of struggle sacrifice when it comes to fat loss but there's a lot of things you can do to make it easier and if you just have that calorie goal you're not setting yourself up for success. A good way to look at it is when you are eating an effective diet eating less calories should be a byproduct of your diet and what I mean by that is you shouldn't have to purposely or you should minimize you having to purposely eat less calories just by willpower. You should kind of make it unconscious by just being full due to having these habits in place so first habit is minimize liquid calories so the reason why i recommend doing so is because liquid calories aren't that filling like you don't get a lot of satiety from them they don't require a lot of digestion because it's already in liquid form you don't really need to break it down so it's not going to be that filling an option so things like well pretty much any liquid calorie, really, i try and minimise or reduce as much as you can. And that's going to mean you've got more actual whole food to eat, more foods that are going to actually fill you up and contribute towards you being full. Like a good example is like a, like if you drink a milkshake or fruit juice, you don't really get full fill from it. Same with like having much like full fat coke. So a good thing to do is instead of having things like full fat coke, swap it for just zero sugar because it's not really much sacrifice same with any other drinks you're having and if you do like having a coffee now and then or a Starbucks or that you can change what milk you have if you're having coffee at home or tea at home have like skimmed milk instead or you can get things like cashew milk, almond milk I think it's cashew milk in particular that's super low in calories I've not, I've not actually tasted it myself it could taste pretty rotten to be honest but it's it will help save calories so if it is not too bad having it in tea and coffee. Minimal sacrifice and it's something you could potentially look into. So yeah, first tip. Minimize the amount of liquid calories you are consuming in your diet for that recent disgust. And the second one is volumizing your food. What I basically mean by this is you can do certain things to make your food higher in volume. So if you have things like oats, cream of rice, which you may have seen me eat if I if you follow me on instagram and things like rice pasta you can add more water to those to those foods and that will basically make them higher in volume higher in size and why do we want to potentially volumize our food it means we've got more to eat and enjoy in terms of food it also means it is going to take up more space in our stomach and one of the reasons we get full is just our stomach being literally full so we get feelings of fullness or feelings of satiety from one, having an excess of calories, your body sense, right, I've had a good amount of calories. You're not as hungry. And as well as that, just simply having your stomach full of volume. So that's something you could consider. And the, the good thing about this is like, it's not really like you can eat maybe the same same food choices, but be fuller of them. And then when you're bulking or if you are, let's say it's in a maintenance or for example when I bulk I'll put less water in certain things like my cream of rice I don't personally have oats and then when I'm dieting I'll put some more water in it and it'll fill me up a bit more. The same can apply with like protein shakes as well and just drinking more water as a whole which you'll get to Uh, but uh, obviously the caveat with protein shakes is again it's not that filling having it via a shake and In terms of the third tip I want to give you is eat less towards the start of the day. Most people aren't that hungry in the morning. Most people are busy anyway. So they don't really, and unless you train in the morning, you don't really require those calories. So what I'd prefer someone do if they're struggling with appetite or sticking to calories on a daily basis is don't eat much in the morning. So I personally, I'm dieting the now. I'm not training in the morning. I'm not doing much other activity so what I personally do is just have meat and veg so I just have mince and mushrooms for breakfast not that you need to eat mince and mushrooms Uh, but what I'm pretty much saying is like don't don't eat when you're not that hungry save it for when you're hungry the only caveat to that is if you're training you want to make sure you're performing well so you might want to eat more around that period but yeah for the most part don't eat when you're not hungry because As much as it is valuable, the only caveat to that as well actually is we want to have an appropriate amount of protein servings on a daily basis. There's benefit of spreading protein out equally rather than having all your protein in in one serving, which is the only caveat to that. But have a smaller meal in the morning. You could just maybe opt for some low calorie fruit or veg and then a protein serving, which would put you in a great spot. Or just like a protein shake or some yoghurt of some sort, if that makes sense. And next up is have a step goal. So the benefit of a step goal, a bit more of a conventional tip this one, but the benefit of a step goal is steps aren't that strenuous, they aren't that hard to kind of tick off on a daily basis, they aren't that tiring to do and it's going to require less willpower than let's say going to the gym and doing sprints on a treadmill or going on the stairs for 30 minutes. Instead you can just have a step goal on a daily basis, you can hit it anywhere and everywhere and it will ultimately most likely be a bit more sustainable and enjoyable for most people i personally have one myself at the moment and a big tip with your step goal is plan them in a lot of people will just wing hitting their steps they won't have much routine in their day and with their step goal as a whole and that's the number one reason why people don't hit their steps because they're not planning them in or starting early enough to hit them so if you've got a step goal or if you're aiming to have a step goal don't just wing it if you've got like work it around your schedule work it around your routine like if you've got fixed shifts at work you'll know right to hit your steps you need to maybe do such and such steps after work a certain amount maybe before etc or some on your break as well but basically find a routine that allows you to hit your steps on a daily basis i think that's absolutely key and for example i i know exactly on every single day of the week when i'll go a walk to hit my steps I know today I'm going to go walk after eating my second meal. I'll go a walk after my last meal of the day. And then I'll train in the gym also which will allow me to accumulate my steps. And in terms of the fifth tip is to drink more water. So especially around your meals. Like I touched on earlier we get full from having the feeling of fullness from our stomach being literally full. So having like more fluids, having more like high volume foods can help with that and also hydration is super important as well generally if we're hydrated we're gonna feel better on a daily basis in terms of energy we're gonna perform better in the gym and our overall health is going to be better so yeah drink more water a good way to know if you're drinking enough water is making sure urine is clear or close to it but if let's say you're going on meals out as well or you're just not wanting to be too hungry after eating what you can do is just drink a lot of water with and kind of during that meal That's something I'll do myself that I think helps me massively. Uh, So that's, that's something good to do when you're out to eat as well. Not just when you're in your normal routine eating normal food on a daily basis. And next up, tip number six, is having fruit or veg with each meal. It's nutritious, it's low calorie, it's filling. So there's only kind of benefits around having it. So have whatever, it doesn't really matter what fruit and veg. Some are lower in calories than others, but for the most part, having any is going to be better than nothing having any is going to be more filling than having foods that are non-fruit and veg put it that way so make sure you're kind of trying to put them in every single meal is a great place to be or most meals but like if you're just having like i'm not sure like a, just whatever you're having in your meal if you're not having any fruit or veg like you're probably going to be hungry so having like 100 grams to 200 grams worth can do a lot of good in terms of giving you more food to eat fruit and veg is also high in fiber or some are high in fiber and the benefit of that is fiber basically fills us up as well and it slows the digestion of the foods we're eating which typically means being fuller for longer more satiety so that's a big tip for you and i appreciate not everyone wants to meal prep for ages on a daily basis it can, can can be inconvenient but you can prepare and have fruit and vegetables in a convenient manner what I mean by that is you can buy fruit and veg frozen. You can cook it just simply by banging it in a container and putting it in a microwave for some fruit and veg. It actually tastes better. So find a way of preparing them and eating them on a daily basis that suits your routine, suits your schedule, and ones that you actually enjoy because you'll be much more likely to stick to it. And tip number seven is minimise high-calorie sauces and condiments and consume low-calorie condiments instead. So, if you're low, if you're having less food, you don't want to waste your calories on non-filling foods, non-filling sauces like barbecue sauce, like full sugar ketchup, mayonnaise, eh, some hot sauces that are high in calories. You don't want to waste your calories on that. So, personally, I like to minimize the amount of calories I'm consuming so I can consume more actual food. And a wee tip is like hot sauces are typically on the lower calorie and so you can look at hot sauces one that i like to use is it's called encona the brand i believe and that's it's like a hot pepper sauce of some sort but that's really nice and it's super low in calories i think in like a hundred grams there's like 20 or 30 calories which is absolutely nothing so if like a few bottles like less than 200 grams for example or 200 mil in other words and Tip number eight is implement habits to burn more calories. So put wee things in your routine, in your structure on a daily basis that you can make unconscious by forming a habit with them that helps you basically burn more calories. Like parking further away from the shops uh, or where you're going to work. Like walking up the stairs instead of taking the elevator. Like maybe standing up in the gym. Uh, they're all good habits you can do or, or like making making it maybe a routine that whenever you are maybe doing a certain task that you move after it like things like that can help massively uh, because you won't have to really think about them an awful lot like I'll, I'll personally in the gym I'll I'll stay standing for like my whole session I'll move back and backwards and forwards I'll try and not stay in the same spot a ton and when I'm going to load the bar or load the machine with plates I'll try and walk and get plates from a bit further away and it might sound silly but I can accumulate like 4000 steps in a session which is a good amount which saves you half an hour or more of that than of walking so it adds up and then if you can do those things in many areas that's going to basically make it make your dieting phase easier as a whole you won't have to do as much steps or your steps will be easier to hit you'll finish the diet most likely sooner Because all these wee things do add up over time. And what I recommend also is have plenty of protein in your diet. So protein contributes towards feelings of fullness. It also makes sure that you you burn more calories actually digesting protein than you do than, let's say, carbohydrates or fats. Fats you digest the least amount of calories when you're digesting it. Or sorry, you burn the least amount of calories while digesting it. My apologies sir. So, have 2 grams per kilogram of protein. I think it's a good place to be. And the reason being is, again, for the feelings of fullness, for the calories you burn digesting it. And also, to build muscle, we need the appropriate amount of protein. So, if we're not having that, then it's going to be much harder to build muscle tissue. And you might be putting in the effort in the gym but you might not actually have the resources available to build muscle. And I know I said that I'm trying to give you some more unconventional tips and the caveat to the protein one is, or something to say regarding the protein one is, don't just pick protein sources, but try pick low-fat protein sources. Typically, having your fat on the lower end can help with diet adherence because fat is quite calorie-dense, it's not filling. So what I mean by that is, Fat has 9 calories per per gram of it, whereas protein and carbohydrates have 4 calories per gram. So like if you think about most high fatty foods, often they're not that filling. So typically, keeping your fats relatively on the lower end can be a good idea. You don't want no fat in your diet. Fat isn't the enemy. You need fat for hormonal function and eating fat does not make you fat. But saying that, we don't want to have like a crazy high amount of fat. Especially when we're picking protein sources, because if, let's say, you pick a protein source, let's say it's got 100 calories worth of protein in it, but it's also got 100 calories worth of fat in it, then if you consume a lot of, let's say, fat and carbs, then it's going to be hard to stick to your calories while having your protein go hit. Whereas if your calories are relatively low from other sources, then you can have more protein throughout the day, be more likely to hit it, if that makes sense. And something that I think people do wrong as well is like they'll see something that says contains protein or high protein but like if you're having like a protein bar and it's got like more carbs or like more calories from carbs and fat than it does from protein it's not that great a source of protein and what I mean by that is you want like a minimum amount of protein per meal to benefit from it this is getting in the more minute details overall what matters most is your protein on a daily basis and Hitting like a two gram per kilogram like mark when it comes to your protein, but some uh, like some foods will contain not a lot of protein in them. Like if you have a protein bar and it's got like eighteen grams of protein, that's quite low to be honest. You want kind of a twenty to twenty five per meal ideally to get the benefit of it and despite muscle protein synthesis. That basically puts you in a best a good position to recover and build muscle. You don't need to obsess over that, it's not the end of the world if you don't, what matters most is your daily protein intake. But if you're wanting to get the most out of your progress, that's something you could consider. Next up is have a time you shop and meal prep of some sort. So I think everyone should have some sort of time where they go on a weekly shop or have some sort of routine where they buy healthy foods. Because how likely are you going to be to stick to your calorie goal if you've got no healthy foods, no fruit or veg? no whole foods in your house and all you've got is let's say kind of what you could say a bit rubbish food choices or crappier food choices you're probably not going to be very likely to stick to your diet so having food choices that you know will fill you up you know are low in calories that you enjoy is going to be absolutely key because what you want to do when it comes to fat loss is make sticking to your calorie goal as easy as possible and if you've not got the foods there available it's going to be really hard to do so because you're either having to go out and get it which you might not be bothered doing or you might be too busy or on the other hand you might just have like options in the house that are maybe a bit more or, or you that look a bit better that might not be the great choices so typically having a time you shop so you're definitely prepared you've definitely got the foods in hand is key and that saves you maybe choosing a food group or a food choice sorry that might not be as filling that might not be as great to eat while you're dieting because yes you can lose weight eating any foods but if you're eating foods that aren't that great from like a fullness point of view and managing hunger effectively then it's going to be much harder to stick to your diet so having a tiny shop i think is absolutely key and also some sort of structure and time where you meal prep so if you want to kind of succeed when it comes to fat loss long term you don't want to just be in the kitchen preparing each meal you have the time you're going to eat it because it's not sustainable like I will cook all my food and prepare all my meals in the morning and then it's done for the day so if a family emergency arises if I need to leave the house for whatever reason and something unplanned happens I just grab my containers and go I'm not going to miss on my diet Uh, I can just take them with me and that like another benefit of having a tiny meal prep as well that suits you is like you might get to like a long day you might have had a rubbish day at work you might be tired you might have trained and then you're like i can't be bothered making food so you might choose again a poorer option whereas if you have a time you meal prep if it's the morning where you prepare your meals for the day or if it's at the weekend you prepare your lunches for the week just having some form of structure and some form of routine with when you shop and when you meal prep in my opinion is absolutely key and it'll make it so much easier to stick to your diet so if you did enjoy the episode please feel free to like share it on your story on instagram tag me on it so i know you're listening and know you're enjoying the podcast i'd greatly appreciate that and also if you do enjoy the podcast or a certain episode reach out let me know because it basically allows me to have the awareness of what episodes you are taking value from so i can produce more episodes like it because there's no better feeling than when i do get a message or some people say they do take a lot of value from the podcast it's a great feeling on my end so don't be afraid to reach out and also don't be afraid to ask any questions i'm more than happy to help Uh, so yeah thank you very much for everyone watching or listening Uh, like i said like subscribe share on your story and be sure if you are listening to spotify to leave the podcast a rating and review same applies if you're listening to apple podcasts but hope everyone has a great rest of their day